Hello everyone, welcome to Dover Paranormal's Paranormal Tech Talk. This is Season 1, Episode 3. Uh, today's discussion, we're going to be talking about the Connect sensor. Uh, both, both versions, version 1 and version 2. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of how it's used on paranormal investigations and some of the issues that we run into uh, with this device during investigations, uh, just kind of brief, briefly want to go over the history. Uh, 2011, when it was the first version was released, there were 8 million sensors that were sold within 60 days. Uh, the first version of the Kinect sensor uses a structured light to achieve depth mapping. And um, basically what it does is it is accomplished by projecting a pattern of light and analyzing the changes in the pattern uh, of light that's projected onto the objects in the environment. Now, the second version of the Kinect was released three years later in 2014, and it sh initially shipped with the Xbox One Entertainment System. Um, now, there's been a, a lot of improvements over the original Kinect sensor. Uh, it's, it's capable of recording more than 300,000 uh, dimensional data points with a frequency of 30 hertz. Now, this is equal to 9 million measurements per second. Okay, this is an incredible amount of information that, that this device is processing. Um, now, unlike the, the light structured uh, technology that was used in the first one, um, it has a, a laser-based time-of-flight technology which sends pulses of infrared light uh, from an array of laser emitters to calculate the distance based on how long it takes that light to bounce off the target and return to the camera. Uh, so those are the, the main differences between the Kinect uh, as far as, um, you know, the history of them. Um, now, I can get into a little more specifics to, so you can understand the differences between the two as far as the leaps in the technology. Uh, the Kinect version 1, the, the color, the RGB camera, had a 640 by 480 pixels at 30 frames a second. The Kinect version 2 is 1920 by 1080, which is full HD at 30 frames a second. So that was a huge leap. Uh, the depth camera on the original Kinect was 320 by 240 pixels at 30 frames a second. The depth on the Kinect version 2 is 512 by 424 at 30 frames a second. So there again, it was another decent leap. Now, the field of view was also improved. Um, the Kinect version 1 had 57 degrees by 43 degrees, and the Kinect version 2 had a 70 degree by 60 degree uh, field of view. The max range on the original Kinect was 13 feet, and the, original, and the, uh, the distance, uh, the range of the Kinect version 2 is 15 feet. So it was just a slight improvement in distance. And of course, I mentioned the, the different types of, of lasers, or excuse me, the different types of lights that are used is the uh, Connect version 1 is structure light versus Connect version 2, which is a time of flight. Um, now we can talk a little bit about the, how it's used in paranormal research and how I use it in paranormal research over the years and some of the issues that, um, you know, we, we, I kind of ran into. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is there's an, a serious issue with the algorithm on the Connect version 1, and it causes a lot of, you've seen it on television, you know, all these little stick figures locking on the random objects and people claiming them to be ghosts and, and whatnot. 
Um, that's just simply just a bad algorithm. The software runs independently of, of the hardware, and there's some, some, some glitches in the software that cause it to lock on things. Now, I've actually done comparisons, side-by-side -side comparisons in my kitchen here, and I'll show you this video. And uh, basically what happens is uh, I have both cameras running. One runs on USB 1, runs on U one runs on USB 2. So side-by-side, uh, -side, you know, I'm standing in the kitchen, and I have lock ones, you know, stick figures locking onto my refrigerator on the Connect version 1, where right beside it, the Connect version 2 sees absolutely nothing. Uh, this is just simple... Uh, you know, poor algorithms, errors in software. Uh, it's nothing more than that. Now, another interesting point to this that, that I want to talk about is, is if you look at the science and just go back to school and, and think in science class. Now, we discussed how these, these work, and most of the videos you see online are the first versions of the Kinect that have the structured light with the dots that you see on these cameras. Now, if you think about light and what it is and how it works and how you interact with light, uh, there's a question that's pretty obvious that, that is raised. And that is, if a ghost or a spirit is supposed to be energy, you know, according to the latest hypotheses that I'm aware of, um, there's no way that energy can interfere with light. Now, when I say interfere, I mean through uh, I'm talking about things like emissions, refractions, reflections, diffraction. You have to be able to interfere with the light for that structured light sensor to hit something and come back to the camera. And energy can't do that. So there's that's the big elephant in the room. Um, so the thought that this Kinect can look into the environment and quote-unquote detect a ghost or spirit and, and put a stick figure on it um, it's just not going to work that way, only because, like I said, you have to be able to interfere with that light, and the only way you can do that is if you have some sort of mass. Um, so that's a, an obvious problem, and I was aware of that a long time ago. Um, so what I've been doing with the Connect uh, on Paranormal Investigations is I've been, um, well, let me get back to to the interference with, with the light. Um the way light is interfered with is, is like I I'd mentioned, emissions. Emissions is like um, the light energy that is emitted from a shaped light bulb. Okay, that's emission, or a regular light bulb for that matter. Now, reflection occurs when the light waves bounce back from a surface that they can't pass through, you know, especially something like a mirror. Um, refraction is light bending, like through, if, if you look at a, if you put a straw in a glass of water, how it looks like the straw bends, okay, that's refraction. And diffraction is um, like a CD reflecting rainbow colors or, or even a hologram is, is diffraction. Um, now, translucent matter like, like a piece of plexiglass or something, um, the light passes through it but it scatters as it's leaving. So that's another form of diffraction. Um, now, getting back to the connect and, and you know, the, the energy being able to interact with the light to, to cause the algorithm to draw a stick figure locked onto whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. 
one of the things that I like to do um, is I like to find other tools that I can use to correlate. Now I'll go back a little bit and my, how my thought process with this connect worked. Um, for a long time, I was trying to figure out a way to improve the connect mechanically um, to get it to do something that I, you know, that I wanted it to do that I knew it wasn't able to do. Like for instance, the biggest thing is another theory or another hypothesis in the, in the paranormal research is that ghosts or spirits can manifest themselves in a form of a mass, or excuse me, of a mist or, or a fog or something like that. Um, there again, the, the connect's not going to see that. Uh, the light's going to pass through it. It may be weaker, but it's not going to show up as a target because the, uh, the fog and mist just doesn't have enough mass to it to bounce that signal back. And I've done this in experiments. I've, I've used smoke from, from cigarettes and mist from spray guns and spray bottles and things like that, and I couldn't get it to see anything at all. So inst a, little, a little bit later on, I decided instead of trying to change that connect to, to make it see something that I wanted to see, I decided what I'd do is I would build something to run alongside the connect um, that would you know, be able to see something that the connect doesn't see, and specifically a mist or, or a fog. So what I did was I built a laser scanner, a 360 degree laser scanner, and um, basically what you do is you got to be able to capture all of the measurements that are coming out of this this connect, or excuse me, you have to be able to capture all of the data points that are coming out of this 360 degree scanner, and it's scanning at an extremely high rate of speed. Um, so I was able to use a tool called a it's basically it's a data grabber and I was able to you know to log real time all of these measurements but I couldn't do anything useful with these numbers so then I went on to a another set of software programs that takes those data points and plots them out real time on what looks like a you know a radar screen basically now this is a two-dimensional scanner, so it's not three-dimensional like the Kinect, but if there's something moving through the environment, it's going to see it, including mists and smokes. Um, now this infrared laser is, uh, it's not a passive infrared laser, it's an infrared laser, and it doesn't shoot pulses, it shoots a straight beam. Um, so it's going to see any type of fog or mist or anything like that. So I assume if I put it beside the Kinect and I run them both together on the same screen capture, that I will be able to to uh, to see a verification if something if something shows up on the laser scanner and does not show up on the connect then I know it's some sort of mist or fog uh, especially if I'm using an RGB camera along with it um, so basically here's a video of that and what the the data points that are being collected and the transformation into this this radar screen, we'll call that radar screen, although that's not what it is. And there'll be a short, you know, then I'll show you what the the actual scanner looks like um, with the two devices side by side. So here's a, here's a look at that.
Okay, so that's pretty much it in a nutshell of how the Connect works. Um, the one thing that we always have to keep in mind is that, that this device was designed by Microsoft to detect and track humans, um, not ghosts or spirits. Um, we're just trying to, to use this tool in a way that suits our needs, uh, and I have no issues with that whatsoever, as long as the hypotheses behind what you're doing with it uh, are in line with current hypotheses. Uh, and there again, the big elephant in the room is that this, this light, this infrared light and these laser pulses, these infrared pulses, um, don't have the ability to, to spot um, a ghost or, or a spirit or any kind of energy in the environment. Um, now what it can do is, is it can track things uh, in a room that say maybe are being moved by something paranormal, you know, like something falling off or, or something rolling or you know, out of, out of the blue, um, but it's not going to be able to detect any kind of, of energy. Um, so, and if it does, then we have to rethink what the paranormal consists of because it would take some form of mass to do that. Um, so, if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can leave it in, in the section below. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, if you do a YouTube search for Dover Paratech, you can watch the video and you'll be able to see the, the visuals that I'm showing on this video that you're not able to see, unfortunately. Uh, so please go, go ahead and subscribe and, and like the video and spread the word, help me get this out. I'd like to get this, uh, this program going uh, uh, weekly. Uh, today I was actually playing around with some streaming software uh, so I can do some live shows and have some guests on to talk about different things. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, any ideas, any comments, let me know. Uh, take care. We'll catch up with you next week. All right. Good night.